The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live Reality Check. Featuring in-depth interviews with today's reality TV stars. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood Redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live Reality Check. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Black Hollywood Live's Reality Check. I am your host, Michelle Renee, and my normal hosts, Ashley Gray and Corinne Williams, are unfortunately not with us today, but I am joined with a phenomenal co-host today that is filling in, Miss, Miss excuse me, Ashita Andre. Yes, thank you. Hello, hello. And we are joined with two reality TV stars slash docu-series stars, I should say, uh, from Oxygen's hit reality show, Creatures of L.A., uh, Bishop Ron Gibson. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming. And joining him is Pastor Wayne uh, Cheney, also from the show. Hey, hello. How are you? <laughs> Great. Good, good. <laughs> so these gentlemen have been on a hectic, crazy press tour today, so we only have a few minutes with them, so we're going to jump right into the interview. But before we get started, uh, Ashita and I were discussing before you guys got here, what exactly is the difference between pastor, bishop, and minister? If you guys can just touch well, on that really quick. I'll let the bishop answer that, but uh, after he does, I've been upgraded to archbishop uh, this, <laughs> this this day, so so I'm going to explain all that. Okay. okay. <laughs> explain it for us. Well, I'm in a denomination uh, called the Church mm-hmm. of God in Christ. Okay. You start, uh, when you call to the ministry, you start as a minister, a licensed minister. And after you've proven yourself to be well-read in the Word of God, you get promoted to an elder, not necessarily because of your age, but because you're apt to teach and your understanding of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And then when you go on from an elder, you may feel the call to be a pastor. And you start pastoring, and if you're successful as it relates to meeting the social needs of your community and and uh, and the world, and then your superiors, who's over who governs that denomination, may feel fit to promote you as a bishop. Then you're over like a jurisdiction, so many churches or a country. In my case, I'm over uh, the Dominican Republic. So this is just a protocol and a hierarchy, depending on what organization you're a part of. Right, depending on your dom- denomination. So yes. for us. Uh, we're a non-denominational church now, okay. and again, uh, you know, there are no bishops. And even when we were a part of a denomination, within our denomination, there there weren't bishops uh, specifically. But, uh, you know, again, we flow in circles where there are bishops, and uh, we flow in some circles where, uh, you know, uh, the, the only title there would be pastor or senior elder. Okay, okay yeah. great. Well, Thanks for clarifying. Uh, yes, I didn't know all of that. So, <laughs> right. We want to talk a little bit about... Um, a topic that has certainly got social media buzzing, which sure, was, sure. The, do you know what I'm going to say? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. What? I don't. I, let me see if I, I'm a prophet too. Now. Let me you see. are? <laughs> I discern in my spirit it's it's coming out of St. Louis. Is it? No. I'm no. Okay, um, I'm a false prophet. We, we actually do. <laughs> prop a lion, prop not prophesying. Prop <laughs> right, that's it. That's it. Well, no, on our show we do normally do hot topics, but yeah, yeah, for the yeah. sake of time we're not going to do those today. Okay, okay. Um, but maybe that would have St. Louis, all of the things going on there. That may have been a hot topic today. Sure. Uh, but we're going to discuss a little bit about the man cave that you all did sure. with Michelle right. Williams. Uh, that aired last month, um, and this issue of cohabitation, uh, which yeah. was a really heated topic, totally. yeah. um, and 
uh, Bishop Gibson, yes. you were very vocal about the idea that two people that are in a relationship shouldn't live together, um, even if they may not technically be sleeping together, then there's always kind of an assumption that two people that are in a relationship are inevitably going to yeah. do I that. Make, is that I, what I... I, 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 I don't think... You know, the last part is uh-huh. somewhat ambiguous because I wouldn't make the assumption just because two people are living okay. together that they're being intimate sexually. But certainly for a preacher, I'm only speaking from a religious okay. perspective here. We are the preachers of L.A. And we we profess to be called to be ministers of the gospel and we don't have personal opinions we live our lives according to the word of god we engage our faith and faith is our faith comes out of the word of god so as it relates to shacking or two adults living together that are 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 emotionally attracted to each other perhaps in love with each other the bible says it's better for a man to marry a woman and not burn, burn. with lust or put himself in that type of predicament to put so much pressure on him, you know, I was burning. I was burning. Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. To live so you were. One. Mm-hmm. So the Bible really forbids that as ministers we should live above reproach and be an example mm-hmm. uh, to the world because God only condones sex according to the Bible within the confines and the context marriage. of marriage. I think yeah. the point I was making as well. Um, in in Dietrich's defense, we uh, were in an interview earlier today, and he said he has never shacked. He was defending the principle, I guess, more than his personal actions as it relates to, you know, again, what he employed in his own life. Uh, but for me, the issue really was just just one of wisdom. If you say you don't want to, again, fall in the sex to meet wisdom, uh, the, the, the bootleg CNN headline ver- version or definition of it to me would be the best possible path. Now, there may be several scenarios to get from point A to point B. Wisdom is the best possible path. And I mean, again, if we're trying to use wisdom and we're trying to set proper hedges for ourselves to ensure that we don't fall into sexual compromise, you know, I don't think it wise for two people to live together because you're taking, in a general sense, the barriers. Now, some say a barrier may not be, uh, you know, living a few blocks away, but for some of us, that would be a barrier. Mm -hmm. If you can get up out of bed, go downstairs, or roll over in bed and it's there, uh, (laughs) there may be brothers that are a lot stronger than me, but uh, but, but I just just wasn't that strong. I wasn't that strong. You wasn't that strong. strong. Well, speaking of you, I would like to uh, ask you a question. I know you got a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. Being very sexual with your wife, okay, and you're married. So why yeah. do you think people were giving you heat for that? You know, many in the religious community. I mean, honestly, and I hope they don't take this the wrong way. Need to get a life. <laughs> and you had some people that exaggerate things. I felt what it was to really be on the other side of religious scrutiny. Uh, I, I've never been on that side of it. Uh, but you had one guy that said that the bathrobe my wife was in, she was in lingerie, and I mean, obviously, she was fully covered for television. Uh, And, you know, we didn't even do anything sexual there. But here's the deal. I don't want, and I hope I don't get too much heat from from, from this, but I don't care, really. I don't want Stevie (laughs) J and Jocelyn to be the standard for our generation of what young black relationships should be. If anyone should set a standard for what that is, what it looks like, it should be the people of God. And because I'm saved doesn't mean everything dried up for either one of us. I mean, we want to show within the confines of marriage, according to God's plan, you know, what real love looks like. And part of our wiring is sexuality. God made us that way. Listening to most believers, you would think that we're only spirit and soul, but we're spirit, soul, and body. And a, mm-hmm. a big part of that, a part of our makeup is our sexuality. When we talk about how we're physically wired. Christians, in many respects, some of our religious, I shouldn't say Christians, our religious 
are more spiritual than the Bible. The Song of Solomon. Has anybody read that? That's Holy Scripture. If you were to contemporize the Song of Solomon, you couldn't play it on radio today because it would be rated TV or television. It would be rated TVMA. I mean, when he's talking about a fountain, he wasn't talking about a fountain. <laughs> he was talking about uh, some, his fountain. Right. When, uh, again, in, in the passage, it talks about lusting in the breast of your own wife. There's nothing I said on the show that was as suggestive as the Song of Solomon, and that's in Holy Scripture. So you I, think that, I'm sorry, sweetie, Go ahead. You no. think that, yeah. <laughs> so you think that people watching the show, whether they're churchgoers or not, are not allowing you guys just to be men. They're always right. seeing you guys in the light of being the men of cloth. As is in, in, or a pastor or a bishop speaking the word that you guys should not live like that or talk mm-hmm. about that or suggest yeah. any of the sort. And they're just not allowing you to be men? Is that what you're getting from it? Uh, that's not my experience because, you know, personally, I don't listen to critics. I listen to counselors. Right. Uh, but my <laughs> haters have become my, <laughs> my haters <laughs> have become my elevators. Right. You know, so, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's not a problem because when you know who you are, you're comfortable in that. You're right. not conceited. You're convinced and you're sure. confident that God has gifted you so you can be relevant to the times in which we live. So it really doesn't matter what you say. Somebody's going to criticize you. If you mm-hmm. ever see a tree with no fruit in it. You won't see any birds up in that tree picking, trying to find fruit. But if you see a tree with fruit, you can see all types of birds in that tree picking at the fruit. So I believe I'm fruitful. I'm bearing fruit. And so a lot of people may scrutinize and criticize what I say. But I do try, as with all the earnestness that I possess, live a life above reproach. I'm not perfect, but I am righteous, you know. Yeah. Wow. What a powerful analogy. Yes. My question was kind of, I guess, merging the two issues of that we've kind of discussed with the whole cohabitation thing and also with your relationship with your wife. Mm. Just as far as dating go, dating. Now, someone that's not married, a minister that's dating someone. Sure. Or even a Christian that's dating someone. Yeah. What do you think is acceptable? Because I know in some denominations, yeah. you can only hold hands. You can maybe only hug. Right. I mean, what do you think is yeah. too much for someone that's dating and not in a marriage? Well, I think we use wisdom. And on a, on a deeper level, uh, you know, there's a, there's a friend who has in his mission statement, he says, where the Bible speaks, we speak. Where the Bible's silent, we're silent. And, you know, I think that we add so much, like the Pharisees years ago. When Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. In other words, he said, this walk with me is not heavy. It's not weighted down or loaded down by things that God never prescribed for you that kind of men tack right. on mm-hmm. to it. And, and, and for me, you know, I, I think it's important not to police behavior, behavior tremendously. Now, it's important to set hedges for yourself. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go out and, uh, you know, go to someone's house, you know, as a first date and there's no one there and they're playing, you know, what's the song we came into? <laughs> so basically you know, just use judgment. Yeah, use judgment and, use hedges. Yeah. and here's my general rule. General rule of thumb is is this. We, some pastors have a challenge with dating. We're going to deal with that this season oh, on the show. Oh, yeah. The pastor oh, does that. not date at all, doesn't believe in dating. He's a 50-year-old virgin. All right? And so you're going to see some of this on the show. I don't have a huge issue with dating, but there are rules to dating. You want to honor God. You want to honor the person. Uh, but you don't want to, I say this all the time, you don't want to continue to date someone once you realize they're not they're marriage not. material. Mm-hmm. Because now it's becoming casual, and that's when you begin to fall into all types of things. You want to date marriage material. It doesn't mean that you marry everyone you date. But once you establish that they're not marriage material, there's no need for us to continue in a romantic sense. Okay. I got a, I got a real good question oh, coming yeah, out right yeah. now. 
how do you establish married material? How do you see that in a female? Oh, wow. I love In a woman. Because now I'm, I'm like, woo. Okay. I love the questions. <laughs> I think, first of all, you have to develop it with, with a relationship with God within, within yourself. Uh, then I think once there's a, a reasonable, for Christian now, reasonable amount of intimacy with God, you can see some of those qualities in others. You can see his spirit exuded through a woman in a general sense. I think you really have to be sensitive to God. But in a practical sense, there are some things we need to look for because folks get really spiritual in the church, especially when I'm counseling. I take them off their high horse and we begin to talk practically. When you look at 30, uh, Psalms 31, it talks about the virtuous woman. It didn't talk a whole bunch about, you know, just her prayer life and, you know, all those things. It was very practical. She was a productive woman. She considered a field and bought it. You know, she copped it. She didn't eat the bread of idleness. Out of her earnings, she didn't buy Gucci, Fendi, or Prada. Out of her earnings, she planted a vineyard. She reinvested her money. Then she bought Gucci, Fendi, and Prada. She was dressed in fine linen and purple. So there's several things you look for in a woman. One of the things I think we overlook, however, in single woman is productivity and that go-getter in them. Mm -hmm. All right? So... Uh, that's enough on that. I could speak all, I could take up all this entire hour on relationship. You would have had me back to talk about relationship and singleness. Yeah, you, yeah we got to bring you back and talk about that. Pastor, fans. but a comedian too. You're so funny. You're, <laughs> and a relationship expert. Listen, yeah, I'm you're, telling you're, you, wait for that book. It's, it's coming. That book's coming. Well, you, uh, you guys certainly, you referenced a few scriptures from the Bible. So one question I kind of had, which yeah. is a fun question here, is if you had to sum up and tease season two with a story or scripture from the Bible, wow. what would it be and why? Wow. That is a, a serious question. See, look, because it's like a two-parter because you're also kind of proselytizing because people will have to look at the story. be a nursery rhyme that we learned when we were children. Okay. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king horses and all the king men, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. But my question is, they took Humpty to the king's horses, horsemen and to the king's men. But why didn't they take Humpty to the king? And Jesus is the king. And he specializes in binding up broken hearts. There it is. I guess my scripture would be that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I think through this show, you're going to see real lives. You're going to see brokenness. You're going to see challenges in relationship. But by the time it's said and done, you see the fingerprint of God on this entire show. Mm -hmm. That's why I think, you know, the critics that we talked about earlier are turning around. Again, they saw the drama, but most of us, most of them are realizing that it's working out, the themes are redemptive, and at the end of the day, God gets the glory for it. So that's that's my scripture. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. that's good. I think that this show definitely started with a lot of controversy and critics, but, I mean, the numbers, you guys have a second season, so I definitely think a lot more people are coming around and are huge fans of the show. Do you? As, as such as yeah. myself. Yeah. I couldn't wait for you guys to come back because I had a different spin on it. When I looked right. at it, I said, oh, I get to really see what life is like yeah. as a bishop and a pastor because right. Right. all we see when I go to church is Sunday. I don't see your lives. I don't see mm-hmm. you as husbands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see you as providers in a sense of how you speak to your to your family right. and make decision making. Mm-hmm. I just see Sunday. That's right. So I get to really see you guys yeah. as humans as men and not on a pedestal like wait you guys can't do that you can't do this i get to say 
Oh, this is good. And I think that's They're why. Real. I, right, right, and, and right, I think that's right. what the producers were trying to portray. Yes, mm-hmm. oxygen. That's why they bought into it. And so get ready for us. We're on Wednesday nights, oxygen ten nine central, and Absolutely. we have some great producers, Lemuel Plummer and Holly Carter. They do great jobs of make, making sure we don't have a lot of drama out there, but real life authenticity with a lot of transparency. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you. Thank Are you, you two working you. on any upcoming projects before we let you go that you want to talk about? You mentioned yes, relationships. There, there are a couple books, uh, The Supernatural okay. Life, uh, that really teaches people how to hear God and respond to his voice and experience supernatural things in their life, but also uh, be looking out for saved, sanctified, and sexual. There's quite a few things saved, that are going to come out of Sanctified and sexual. That. That's right. All That's right. right. I like that. What about you? I'm in the process of building a community on 167 acres in Riverside, 1,200 homes, 25 acres of retail space, a brand new 5,000 seat sanctuary with what our schools were expanding. Our Christian schools, and we're building a new facility in the Dominican Republic for those people who are less fortunate than we are. Oh, awesome. Love it. And where can people find you on social media as well? At Wayne Cheney Jr. That's right, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Uh, Wayne Wayne Chaney, Chaney, is that it? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. it written Twitter, down somewhere. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and all, all the above things like that. At, at Ron M. Gibson. At Ron Gibson. M. Gibson 1. Yeah, you know. You're thank awesome. You. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much right. for joining Black Hollywood Live's Reality Check. Again, you can check out Preachers of L.A. every Wednesday night on Oxygen at 10 Eastern Time. I am your host, Michelle Renee. And you can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Michelle Renee TV. You already followed Got to okay. introduce one of y'all to my. I got to introduce one of y'all to my nephew Josh. He yeah. love you pretty much. Oh, okay, all right, hey Josh. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Ashita, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Ashita on Ray. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.